Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or the Notorious Fantasy Edit. Today's video, I'm bringing you guys my must-draft running backs for fantasy football in 2020. These are my must-draft, must-have, must-own running backs. Now, each guy is going to have some reasoning on why I think I like them, but a lot of it is actually based off of where you can go ahead and find them in your 2020 fantasy football drafts based on their average draft position right now as of August 3rd as this video is going up. If you guys actually want to click that subscribe button down below, I would really appreciate it. It's free and I produce content every single day. So future you can go ahead, you click that subscribe button, you put on the notification bell, future you a couple hours from now, we'll see another video. I got a mock draft coming to you guys later today. I ended up getting, you know, I got cut from my job, not because I'm a dumbass or something, I did something wrong, but because my my work actually got shut down due to the big Rona, so I want to go ahead and produce all the fucking content because I want you guys to win that championship, and work will not stop me now. So must draft running backs for fantasy football in 2020. Let's get right into it. Also, check out my draft guide, $7.50 for the whole month of August. So let's get into it. First running back to talk about here is my main man, Kareem Hunt, running back, formerly of the Kansas City Chiefs, now a Cleveland Brown, FFPC ADP in 2020, 53.82. If you guys are new here, FFPC. He's a high-stakes website. ADP means average draft position, so the 53rd pick on FFPC, and those are high-stakes leagues, like I said, so $100-plus going into those drafts. 5'10", 216 pounds, 25 years old, out of Toledo. If you guys remember Kareem Hunt before he ended up doing what he did in that hotel room, which really derailed him. But the Cleveland Browns somehow ended up picking him up because, you know, why not get some guy that just honestly is a fucking beast? Just get him for free. Uh, if you remember back in the day, not even really back in the day, it was just a couple of years ago, he started his first ever game up against the New England Deflatriates where they actually ended up winning the game. On his first ever play of his NFL career, the motherfucker fumbled it, and everyone touted him so highly in the fantasy community. We were talking him up, talking him up, talking him up, and he fumbles on the first play, and it was so funny. I was like, holy shit, I was right. Kareem Hunt is dog doo-doo. He wasn't. He is very fucking good. Two years in a row in the NFL, just absolutely tearing it up. Last year, got suspended eight games for that incident. But now, just like last year, he is in a situation where he could really prosper in Cleveland. Cleveland ends up bringing in head coach Kevin Stefanski, former offensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings, which is a very run-heavy coach. I'm actually going to break down those numbers in a couple of minutes. But first, we're going to go ahead and look at Kareem Hunt's stats from last year. So obviously, only in an eight-game sample size, he finished as running back number 47. So obviously, not the hottest, but that was only an eight-game sample size. Right now, coming off the board as running back number 28, pick 65, and is a sixth-round pick. Now, to many, people talk about Kareem Hunt. Oh, Kareem Hunt's a handcuff. Kareem Hunt is far from a fucking handcuff. If if Nick Chubb was to go down, Kareem Hunt's a top five running back, most likely, because he's going to be getting more opportunity than Chubb could have gotten without Kareem Hunt being there. Or with Kareem Hunt, obviously, he's going to be getting so much work in that case. But even if Chubb is healthy, he's going to be getting a lot of work. Now, reports are that Jarvis Landry, wide receiver of the Cleveland Browns, is going to start the season on the PUP, physically unable to participate, which is not very good at all for Jarvis Landry. Now, I expect him to probably come back I honestly doubt he misses any time, but if he does, that would bode even more well for Kareem Hunt, the guy who looked like he could be the wide receiver three for the Cleveland Browns now, might elevate himself to be the wide receiver two. The situation here in Cleveland is going to be to hand the ball off a million times to Chubb and Kareem Hunt and get Kareem Hunt loose in the backfield because Kareem Hunt does a lot once he gets space, so all I have to do is dump the ball off and the guy is going to take it to the, his house. So he did finish as running back number 47, but he averaged 12.7 PPR points per game, ranking 25th at the running back position. 
in a majority of those games, once he was healthy, he was actually scoring more points than Nicholas Chubb. He had 43 carries, 5.4 per game, ranking 71st at the running back position. I expect that to go up a bit on the 5.4 per game. I expect him to be like at around like 8 to 10 carries every single game, if I'm being completely honest. 179 rushing yards, 22.4 per game. I expect that to go up as well, ranking 69th at the running back position. Very nice. Like I talked about before, Kareem Hunt's bread and butter is that receiving game. 45 targets, 5.6 per game, ranking 27th at the running back position. He finished inside the top 30 in just eight games. He's going to have at least 100 targets, in my opinion, in 2020, and that's going to bode very well for Kareem Hunt in half PPR and PPR formats. He averaged, or not averaged, he had 37 receptions, 4.6 per game, ranking 22nd at the running back position. This guy has glue hands. You throw the ball to him, he is going to go ahead and take that down for you. 285 receiving yards, 35.6 per game, ranking 26th at the running back position. He only had six red zone touches, which I actually expect to go up. Considering Nick Chubb's efficiency on the goal line was not very good, but I do expect that to get better with a more run-heavy team and with a better offensive line. He had three total touchdowns last year, finishing 34th at the running back position. Now, I expect him to actually score a decent amount of touchdowns just from getting dump-offs and running them into the house. Now, I don't find it... I find it kind of hard to figure out the touchdowns for running backs like Kareem Hunt. I don't really know where I see him falling. I can see him being anywhere from like five touchdowns to potentially getting around like eight or nine. I don't really think he's going to score an immense amount of touchdowns, but I don't think you need that when you're drafting Kareem Hunt. You're drafting him for that receiving upside as well as the upside that if Nick Chubb was to go down, Kareem is a top five back. So talking about how run heavy this team is going to be, if we look at the Browns run percentage in 2019, they were at a 40.39% clip, ranking 15th in the NFL. There's 32 teams, so they're pretty much smack dad right in the middle of the NFL. Now, last year, the Minnesota run percentage with offensive coordinator Mr. Kevin Stefanski, who is now the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, was 48.30%, ranking fourth in the NFL in run percentage. So I believe that Cleveland, with two of the better running backs in the league, probably the, the best running back tandem in the NFL by far, they're going to be running the ball a whole exorbitant amount, just like they did with Dalvin Cook over there in Minnesota. So I believe Kareem Hunt is going to be given the opportunity both on the ground and through the air to get it done. And like I said, if Nicholas Chubb was to go down, Kareem Hunt is going to be a certified league winner and is my number one must-own running back, but not really number one because the first, the next guy we're going to be talking about is my true number one, and that is Mr. Austin Eckler, Mr. Clean, bald-ass motherfucker Austin Eckler. Shout out to you, Austin Eckler, though, if you're watching this. I don't know. I love you, man. Like, you're, this guy is fucking jacked. This guy's a beast, undrafted free agent, and he's just a god. LA Charger, 17 FFPC ADP, 5'9", 199 pounds out of Western State, 25.2 years old. 83rd percentile 40-yard dash with a 4.48, 59th percentile speed score, 95th percentile burst score, and an 86th percentile agility score. And I'm not even sure if I read the agility score or all these scores off for Kareem Hunt. It completely went out of my head. So hopefully I did that. If not, future or past Nick was a bit of a dumbass. So Austin Eckler, LA Charger running back number 12 off the board right now. Pick 17, so that makes him a second round pick. But don't be surprised when Austin Eckler crawls his way into that first round because the upside for Austin Eckler is the fucking moon. And the floor is probably like... 75% to the moon. So running back number four last year in 2019, doing that mostly with Melvin Gordon healthy. Not healthy because Melvin Gordon was healthy the whole year. He just decided to smoke a cigars in Cabo, drink some pina coladas, you know. Do you like pina coladas? I can't fucking sing the song, but that's what he was doing. He was sipping on some pina coladas, sipping on that juice, sitting on the fucking beach. While Austin Eckler's just butt-fucking defenses, then he realized... 
by God, I need to get the fuck in the game because I'm not going to get any money. And you know what they said? They said, Melvin Gordon, you motherfucker, you piece of shit. We're sending you to Denver. You're, you're getting it packing to Denver. And they sent him to mile high. So 19.3 PPR points per game for Austin Eckler last year, ranking sixth at the running back position. I believe he played in all 16 games. 132 carries, 8.2 per game, ranking 34th at running back. Now I know that number right there just made you absolutely take a big shit in your pants. You just soiled your bed, your sheets, whatever you're sitting in. Maybe you're sitting in a chair. Maybe you're driving the car. And you just need to now pull over to the local gas station and just bust one out because... Because those numbers don't sound great for a running back, right? 33rd most rushing yards for a running back? That's not very good, right? The running back you're going to draft in the second round? But it, it, but it doesn't fucking matter. But it's going to go up, too. You got to understand that once Melvin Gordon was gone, he was getting way more rushing yards. So not when he was gone, when he just wasn't there. He was getting way more rushing yards. We're actually going to break that down after this. So I'm going to keep reading his stats. My main man, Austin Eckler, is Christian McCaffrey light in the pass-catching game. 108 yards, 6.8 per game, ranking second at running back. The only person above him in that category is Christian McCaffrey. Same thing with the receptions. 92 receptions, 5.8 per game, ranking second at the running back position behind Christian McCaffrey. 993 receiving yards. 62.1 per game, ranking second behind Christian McCaffrey. He had 27 total red zone touches, 1.7 per game, and I expect that to go up 27th at the running back position, and he had 11 total touchdowns, ranked 8th at the running back position. Now, I understand there's going to be those people who are going to worry. They're going to whine about how Austin Eckler does not have a quarterback that's very good. Did he last year? Was Phillip Rivers very good last year? I don't think so. Phillip Rivers is a dump-off machine, though. He does dump the ball off a lot, but Tyrod can do the same thing, and so can Austin Eckler, and so can uh, Justin Herbert, and I just believe that Austin Eckler is the playmaker of the team. The coach is going to design the plays to get Austin Eckler the ball. If we look at Austin Eckler's splits with and without Mr. Melvin Gordon, you can tell a clear sign that he is going to be a fucking beast in 2020. The 12 games on the left side of your screen are going to be in split with Melvin Gordon playing. The out of split is the four games when Melvin Gordon was out in Cabo. So in split with Melvin Gordon, he was averaging 17 PPR points per game, according to 272 PPR points on the whole season, if you were to just do those 12 games and pace them out to 16 games. Whereas without Melvin Gordon, he was scoring 27.25 PPR points per game, 436 if you put that at a whole season. He was scoring 10 plus more points per game without Melvin Gordon. Now, why was this? It wasn't really because of the receiving game or the target game because he was actually getting a similar amount of receptions and targets. With Melvin Gordon healthy, 5.67 receptions versus 6 without him. His receiving touchdowns actually were much lower, though. 0.42 per game versus 0.75. His targets were similar. 6.92 actually more with Melvin Gordon versus 6.25 without. His yardage was very similar as well. 60.25 receiving yards versus 67.5 without Melvin Gordon. But where he really got that bread and butter and got the more work was in the rushing game. 6.33 rushing attempts per game with Melvin Gordon versus Fortoin, Fortoin, 14 without Melvin Gordon. He straight up doubled his rushing attempts. And I think that that's going to be the new normal for Mr. Christian McCaffrey light in Austin Eckler. In the first four games of the season, he scored .75 touchdowns per game. The whole rest of the season, he did not even score a single fucking rushing touchdown. That's just how bad it was looking for Mr. Austin Eckler. But it's not because Austin Eckler's bad. It's because Melvin Gordon was fucking him over. His rushing yards also went up 28.08 per game without, or with Melvin Gordon versus 55 without Melvin Gordon. So the... 
the case is pretty clear. It's pretty evident. You just look at these stats. You figure out Melvin Gordon's in Denver. Austin Eckler's good. The stats are good without Melvin Gordon. Let's draft Austin Eckler. It's just simple arithmetic. If you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button. And if you guys have any feedback on any of these players, I would happily love to talk to you guys down below in the comments. So David Montgomery is the next running back. That is my must-own guy. I fucking love David Montgomery. Just like last year, 44.82 FFPC ADP. Go to round where he went last season. Chicago Bear, 5'10", 222 pounds, 23.2 years of age, a 4.63 40-yard dash with a 37th percentile, 50th percentile speed score, 10th percentile burst score, 55th percentile agility score, 11th percentile bench press, and a 100th percent workout metric of having a coach that doesn't understand how to use David Montgomery. They also have 100% chance to draft... Mitchell Trubisky over uh, Mr. Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. So shout out to you Bears fans for having some complete and utter dumbasses at the top of your team. So David Montgomery last year finished as running back number 24 and right now is coming off the board as the running back number 24, pick 55, fifth round pick last year like I said finishes running back number 24 playing in all 16 games he had 10.4 PPR points ranking 32nd at the running back position so his kind of finish was elevated very highly by the fact that he played in 16 games David Montgomery doesn't really have any injury issues so nothing really to worry about there now the problem with David Montgomery the reason why people are probably lower on him than they should be is because of what happened last year people are comparing David Montgomery he's got the right leg of the best running back ever he's, he's got the right leg and this isn't the best running back ever but like he's the best his right leg is Bo Jackson's his left leg is Saquon Barkley his vision is Ladanian Tomlinson they're comparing this guy to make him the greatest running back prospect ever that's what they're showing you on the screen on TV in reality he just wasn't that but it was his rookie season I do improve not I do not improve I think he is going to improve on his 2020 conquest to becoming a great fantasy football running back even with Matt Nagy's dumbass being the coach now I think David Montgomery this season actually gets a huge boost by having the change at the quarterback position when the defense doesn't just know that Mitch Trubisky can't throw the ball to the left side of the field and if they're gonna run the ball probably a bunch of times to just to make sure that Mitch Trubisky doesn't fuck this game up now they got nine inch Nick Foles who I predict to be the starting quarterback of the 2020 Chicago Bears. Even with no preseason games, I just think Nick Foles easily moses on in there, slaps his cock straight onto the table, and Mitch Trubisky just sends him packing and just fucking leaves and goes home and cries to his family. So 242 carries for Mr. Dave Montgomery last season, 15.1 per game, ranking 13th at the running back position. So he was getting the carries, but it was very inconsistent. There was games where they're feeding the guy, and there's other games where he's kind of just not really getting fed the ball at all. Another negative about David Montgomery, I'll actually skip down a little bit, is his red zone touches were pretty high. 2.2 per game, ranking 19th at running back, but he just really wasn't getting in the end zone all that effectively with them. Total touchdowns of 7, 17th. And the NFL at the running back position, he had multiple games where he's getting like four touches on the goal line. He just can't break through. And that's just something you hate to see for Dave Montgomery. But I think he'll be much better this year on the goal line. I think we see a more effective back in 2020. 889 rushing yards, 55.6 per game, ranking 18th at the running back position. He does kind of struggle in the pass catching game. Not that he struggles, but it's more of the fact that they still have Tariq Cohen. So I don't really expect Dave Montgomery to necessarily take that extra step to being one of those great pass catching running backs. At least while Tariq Cohen is on the team, 35 targets, 2 
2.2 per game, ranking 39th at the running back position, 25 receptions, 1.6 per game, 41st at the running back position. He had 185 receiving yards, 11.6 per game, 44th. So like I said, none of those numbers I really think are going to skyrocket. And I talked about his red zone touches and his total touchdowns. So if we look at David Montgomery's games, like I said, the guy just was very, very inconsistent and his work was kind of inconsistent. Like week one, he only gets 36% of the snaps, right? And he actually looked pretty good behind the line. He was just starter stepping, juking left, juking right, but he didn't really do anything. He only scored 5.5 points, right? And then the next week, they're like, you know what? Let's give him more carries. Let's give him 18. He plays well. He scores 13 fantasy points, top 20 running back for the week. Pretty good, right? And then the next week, they say, you know what? You played pretty good last week. Now you're playing up against the garbage-ass Washington Redskins at the time. Now they're the Washington football team. Let's just go ahead and just decrease your workload because fuck you, right? Like 70% snap share. We'll only give you 13 carries because just, just go fuck yourself pretty much. That's what they did to him. It was unbelievable. I don't understand the coaching there. It just doesn't make any sense. You could just keep looking down. Week 8, week 9, he's absolutely on fire. He's top 10 running back two weeks in a row. Then the next week... He's just bad up against the Detroit Lions. I don't understand it. They're giving him a similar workload now, and he's just not being able to do it. It was just a very inconsistent year from David Montgomery. And I think his 2020 looks a lot more consistent due to the fact that we know he's one of the best uh, evaded tackle kind of players, creating a lot of yards by evading tackles in the NFL. Very elusive, and I think we see a much better David Montgomery in 2020, especially since I believe the Bears defense is going to have a big bounce back in 2020. They were like the hottest defense in 2018, 2019, that kind of really shifted down. They didn't look that good, but I think in 2020, we see a much better defense in Chicago, Chicago. So if you guys have enjoyed this video this far, please make sure to click that subscribe button. Now, final running back of the video. I've talked about this guy a million times, so we're going to be a bit brief here. Just go a bit quick on my main man, Jamines White, James White, running back of the New England Deflatriots, former Super Bowl MVP, I believe, against the Atlanta Falcons. He just ran a train on them. New England Deflatriate, FFPC, ADP 74.81, five foot nine, 204 pounds, 28.5 years old, out of Wisconsin, 56th percentile 40-yard dash with a 4.57, 40th percentile speed score, 18th percentile burst score, 66th percentile agility score, and a 74th percentile bench press. So, James White last year finished as running back number 18, playing in 15 games. Now, dropping significantly lower, running back 32 on the ADP, pick 78, round 7. This guy has been clowned for three years in a row, pretty much, at the running back position. People are undervaluing him like a motherfucker, and now his value is amazing in the 7th round. Running back number 18 off the board in 2019, or not in 2019, he was the 18th best running back playing in 15 games, 12.8 PPR points per game, ranking 22nd at the running back position. He had 67 carries, which is 53rd in the NFL and 57th in the NFL in rushing yards with 263 rushing yards. Now, I understand that that's not very good, but his bread and butter, just like with Kareem Kareem Hunt, just like with Austin Eckler, is in the pass catching game. 95 targets, 6.3 per game, 6th at the running back position. 72 receptions, 4.8 per game, 6th at the running back position. Something important to note about New England is their other running backs, Sony Michelle, I understand they have Rex Burkhead, they have these other guys behind him. Sony Michelle does have a knee issue. He does have that knee arthritis like Todd Gurley, so maybe, just maybe, if he was to get hurt, we could see an even more increased workload of James White. Like I said, 95 targets, 6.3 per game, ranking 6th at the running back position, 72 targets, or 72 receptions, 4 4.8 per game, ranking 6th at running back, 648 or 645 receiving yards, my bad, 43.0 per game, 3rd at running back, red zone touches were 30, 23rd at running back, shout out to Michael Jordan, and total touchdowns were 5.
Now James White is in a situation to, I understand why people are worried, right? It's because they lose Tom Brady, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady to the to the Buccaneers. And now people are saying, oh man, James White's not going to be able to do it with this other running back. Tom Brady's a dump off machine. He can't complete a pass deep down the field. And while I kind of agree with that, I'm just fucking with you guys. I, I think Tom Brady's still good. But James White, man, people are hating on him. They're thinking Cam doesn't know how to dump off the ball. That's what they're probably thinking. That's probably what goes in their head. They're thinking, hey, he's a rushing quarterback. He's not going to dump the ball off to the running back, right? That's what you're going to think. But that makes legitimately no fucking sense because Cam Newton was on a team with Christian fucking McCaffrey. In two seasons with Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey was at over 100 targets in each season. 2017, 80 receptions on 113 targets for 651 yards and five total touchdowns in 2018. He had 107 receptions on 124 targets for 867 yards and six touchdowns. Now, I understand there's going to be the conversation of Cam Newton not being as good as he used to be, and I'm completely on that boat, but I am on the boat of the fact that he can easily still dump off the ball. Not very challenging. Dump it off to James White. Bill Belichick is going to create the system to make it so that James White will be involved. James White's last few seasons finishes 2019 running back 18, 2018 running back number seven. So he's been a top 12 running back before, and I believe he can do it again in 2020 with wham, bam, Cam Newton as their starting quarterback. So thank you guys all for watching this video. If you ended up enjoying it at any point, please make sure to click that subscribe button. I love each and every single one of you motherfuckers, and I'll see you guys tomorrow with yet another heater of a video. Please click that subscribe button. Check out the draft guide down below. I love you all. See you guys later, actually, with a double upload. Good boy.